We haven't entirely nailed down what element it is yet, but I'll tell you this, it's a lively one. Let's give your parents a call right now. Hello, welcome to episode number 46 of Gaming with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I am managing editor at Pixelkin.org and the mother of a three-year-old. I am joined by fellow mom and publisher of Pixelkin, Linda Brenneman. Hi there. And other fellow mom, editor at Geek Mom and mother of a seven-year-old, Kelly Knox. Hi. And finally, we are joined by our lonely dad, Stephen Deusman, who <laughs> is editor and founder of Engage Family Gaming and the father of three children ranging in age of 10 to 3. Is that right, Stephen? Correct. Yay. I'm so yeah. glad I got that right. Okay. So start things off here, completely ungame related. In Seattle today or yesterday slash today, there was a really weird thing that was going on and that this guy climbed to the top of an 80 foot tree downtown in front of Macy's. Linda and Kelly, did you guys hear about that? Yeah, yeah. I did hear about it. <laughs> I, did he ever get down? Did you hear? Apparently he's down now. I was just oh, looking good. up the story on Seattle Times. They don't know any reason why he did that, but he slept up there. He made himself like a little nest out of branches. And wow. yeah, it was, it was odd. This is like the most bizarre news story I have seen since the villainous swans in England a few months ago. <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah. So that's it's it's always funny to see these stories like this. It just cracks me up. Yeah. Well, um, I hope he's okay. Yeah. I, can't I think. Imagine what he was thinking climbing that tree. It was really yeah. high. Yeah. I know. Well, it's, yeah. this seems like there's some type of mental illness, something going on, which is a shame. And hopefully they can get him to yeah. the help that he needs. So this tree, though, it was um, it's been nurtured since the 70s, and it is known as Seattle's official Christmas tree. Which is oh yeah, not cool because that's like, I don't know, that's something that's against the law, damaging the official Christmas tree. I'm sure, but yeah. So anyhow, it looks like there's some mental illness stuff, which is a shame. Hopefully, he can get the help that he needs, and we won't have anybody else uh, climbing up the Christmas trees here in Seattle. Yeah. Okay, so let's get going like we always do with some news. Big news story that. Happened today is we got some more details on Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens. And there's some cool new details because they're actually going to be new gameplay elements. We already talked about them being some new story elements, but there are new gameplay elements in this one, which is super cool. So these elements are blaster battles, which will force you to take cover behind various types of things and then pop up and shoot your weapon. Multi-builds, which will give you the chance to build those, you know, they have the little piles of bouncing bricks. When you're allowed to build something, you can pick and choose what you're going to build with those things. And then finally, flight gameplay. Hooray. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. Dogfights. Dogfights in, you know, Millennium Falcon and other type of ship. Uh, I'm now excited for this. The Lego games has gotten, they've gotten pretty stale, in my opinion, because it's basically just the same thing over and over again with a different skin. At least that's in my opinion. What do you guys think? Do your um, kids like those, Stephen? Do they like the Lego games? Eh. I mean, <laughs> if they're in the house, they'll play them. Yeah. They play the Marvel ones because they like superheroes. Right. Like, you know, if it's not a license that they particularly care for, then they're not really into it. What about you, Kelly? You were about to say something and I cut you off. Oh, no, it's okay. I was about to say we're not really fans here either. <laughs> yeah, the Harry Potter ones, the first Harry Potter one was awesome. That's what kind of sucked me in. But it's been a very, very long time since that was out. So other quick news. Minecraft Story Moon Episode 5 is coming later this month, which is Telltale Game. Telltale is awesome. They have basically 
just completely changed the point and click genre of games and they're just they're awesome so minecraft they've been doing although you know you wouldn't think that minecraft could be something that you could make a story out of they have done that and so the fifth episode is coming at the end of this month and then they also revealed that there are going to be a few different adventures that are going to be available later this year has anyone played minecraft story mode yeah we have we're all caught up my oldest is the one that's the most excited to finish it and when i told him that there were going to be three more chapters he was super excited although he really doesn't know where they're going to go with the story once they wrap it up but he's very excited that's cool that's cool so in this one they're supposed to be going to uh sky city which i i, I assume is a city in the sky i really don't <laughs> know i haven't watched these games and i know next to nothing about minecraft because it just is not my jam so yeah so that's coming if your kids are into minecraft and the story mode that would probably be cool for them something that i am interested in is Third package, Rise of the Tomb Raider DLC, is also coming this month. Yay. Yay. <laughs> super excited about that. This one is going to have like, um, it's kind of sounds like a zombie-ish type thing where, let's see, Laura is decommissioned, go to, goes to decommission Carl Moore Research Base, which holds a dark past that has been unleashed into the Siberian wilderness. As a deadly affliction spreads, Trinity soldiers transform into bloodthirsty killers who thrive on carnage. Laura must rely on her wits, physical agility, and crafting abilities to overcome this new enemy. So yeah, sounds like zombies to me. Yeah, um, sounds like also, more, of the, more of the same stuff that was in the original game, which was really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it sounds, I read some, some other stuff too that sounds like this is more of an endurance mode type of thing than oh, actually okay. like a story story. And I didn't download the endurance mode because I'm like, I'm not really good at shooting. I'm like, why would I want to try <laughs> to keep along as, you know, much as possible if I'm not good at the shooting? So, but I'll probably check this one out. It sounds like it's maybe a combination of the shooting and the story, whereas Baba Yaga was really all about um, new storyline, which was super cool. Game Developers Choice Awards, as we talked about last week, the Game Developers Conference was going on in San Francisco. It is a conference specifically for developers, hence its name. But they give away their Choice Awards every year. And these awards are kind of a big deal because they're actually picked by people in game development. So these are like peer awards, which is really cool. So uh, it's not any big surprise that Witcher 3 Wild Hunt uh, took Game of the Year. It's pretty much been cleaning up most places one of the things that was nice is there's so many indie games that got awards mm -hmm. here so ori in the blind forest got a couple her story got a couple and rocket league this is basically absent of all your big triple a games with the exception of witcher like all the rest of these games that won are smaller games most of them indie which yeah. is super cool yeah that's it. the her story one actually got three different awards yeah so that was the biggest winner of all which is cool i know simone liked that one a lot yeah i did too i played did you it, play it's it? Pretty, yeah. yes yeah. i did and it's 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 really cool but it's also kind of short like you can get through it by like sitting down and doing it in like two and a half three and a half hours so so yeah it's it's a super cool game i don't even know how to describe it it is unlike anything else that i have ever seen or played and for people who don't know basically the game is a series of interviews with uh, a couple of women just talking about what has happened after the murder of uh, one of the women's husbands so it's just police interviews you get little snippets of information here and there and you're trying to sort of patch it all together to find out exactly what it was that happened 
So mm-hmm. it's kind of like a detective game, but it's really cool because it, it really, you know, you have to, it tests your, your ability to observe. So you have to really like look at the woman's face and her eyes and oh. how, how she might be like stretching the truth or if she is mm-hmm. telling the truth. And so it was, it was, it was really cool. I absolutely, absolutely love that game. Highly recommended. Not for kids. <laughs> so <laughs> just gonna throw that out there. So some sad news here. We've been talking about big studio closures happening recently. And we had another two this week. Evolution Studios, which um, developed Drive Club there in the UK. They have closed. Uh, that was a, a Sony-owned studio. And then Fifth Cell, which is a local studio up here in Seattle, has laid off people because the latest Scribblenauts game has been canceled. And Ugh. that makes me sad because I love Scribblenauts. Yeah. I love it so much. Kelly or Steven, were you guys into Scribblenauts? No, I've never tried it. Oh, really? Wow. You should give it a try. It's amazing. I love it. It looks so cute, but yeah, I never try <laughs> it. Is. It's, it's super creative because, you know, basically what it is is you've got these level puzzles and you're writing in items that you think you might need to solve the puzzles and you can you can write in anything that you want and it might not always generate it for you based on how obscure and weird the item is that you type in but otherwise like anything that you type in will work so it's like you've got to get up onto a cliff you type in ladder it'll give you a ladder if you you know if you want to use boxes to climb up instead you type in box it'll give you a box and and the funny thing about it is a lot of times when you type these things, they don't appear exactly like you had thought they were going to appear, but that still makes it very amusing. So I love that game. So yeah, so unfortunately with Evolution, like that's the second British studio to close in the last month because Lionhead was just closed a month or so ago. So I looked up on Wikipedia, like a list of British game developers and so they had like a huge list. I'm like, oh, well, this is great. There's still plenty of studios. But then when I read a little closer, lots of them, I would be, I think probably a, actually a majority of them had defunct in parentheses at the end of the list. Oh. Yeah. I wonder what's driving these decisions. It must just strictly be a bottom line decision, huh? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't think they would close studios if it wasn't like a bottom line thing. So, yeah. but there are still some successful studios in the UK, rare obviously best well-known and creative assembly is there too and a couple other big ones i will be very upset if rare closes but i don't think they're going to close rare they can't close rare there's the name is too there's too much cachet there right evolution was kind of just gonna close like i I didn't if you look back a year ago and ask me is evolution going to be around for a while i would have predicted no Mm. only because they were making drive club which was intended to be a PS4 launch title, missed that mark horribly, and then came out as a mess. Uh And so it eventually turned into a good game. It's just it didn't do what was needed, Mm. which was provide a first-party like racing game to show off the hardware, and they missed that mark. Sony doesn't really have the need for another first-party racing title by nature of the fact that Polyphony has Gran Turismo. Right. You know? Yeah, and Gran Turismo so, sets the bar, basically, for everything else. Yeah, and, and it's not like you could get set up, like, you know, on Xbox, there's the Forza and Motorsports and Forza Horizon series, right? So, like, they have it set up so that they can alternate. Polyphony isn't going to settle into any kind of a development cycle. They make games when they want to make games. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there weren't going to be able to do like an alternate thing. 
So I, I had a feeling Evolution was just going to be a casualty. The good news is, since Lionhead and Evolution just, just closed, maybe there will be another British developer show up because there's a whole lot of great developers that right. are now looking for something to do. Yes. And they can't all go work at Rare. <laughs> exactly. I just wonder how the environment is, the business environment in England right now. You know, if that has anything to do with it. I don't um, know. I don't know. I know some of other companies are, like, offering, like, huge, like, tax uh, initiatives for people to develop there. Like, that just happened in Scotland mm-hmm. pretty recently. And I think Ireland is doing it, too. So it may be that people are forming new studios, are choosing to go there rather than England proper. Biggest piece of news, which is what we're going to talk about for a while today, is that there was a report from Japanese outlet Nikai that Nintendo will be stopping production of Wii U this year. Completely unconfirmed, however, the Nikai, I, I think it's a newspaper, they have a history of being extremely credible sources for things when it comes to Nintendo. This is, it's it's kind of weird that Nintendo would be basically killing their previous console before possibly launching the new one, which I don't think is something that has happened before. That's not happening. The, the NX is this year. Oh, right. That's right. You have a, a game going with Simone, a bet going, right? Yeah. I wonder if now she'll she'll go on a Polygon video and, call, and say that I was smarter. <laughs> Probably not. But no, I mean... Yeah, there's no way. You can continue with your story. I just want to say there's no way. The NX is coming out this year, especially now. I wanted to forward this to her and be like, hey, you feeling good about that bet anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't definitely really... tweet her, Stephen. Yes, for Taunt sure. Taunt her over Twitter. Yeah, I don't really, I don't have feel, well feelings one way or the other. I'm not a huge Nintendo fan. We bought a Wii U. I'm, I'm getting back into being a Nintendo fan because everything on there is just so great to play with Anna. So, uh, but as far as NX coming out this year, I don't know. I'm not going to make a claim. I'm not going to bet any money with you, Steven, to say that it is or isn't coming out this year. I, and, and that's certainly fine. We'll find something else to fight about. (laughs) Um, the I was surprised she was going to get bet money. I just wanted her to say that I was super smart and cool on a podcast. That's all. That's all I was asking for. Um, I mean, whenever she was like $20, I was like, what? Uh, (laughs) I mean, now they've got to, right? I mean, it makes total sense that they're winding down the Wii U. By all intents, for all intents and purposes, it is a failure. Yes. Um, That doesn't mean it's not great. I love my Wii U. That system's going to be plugged in, I can imagine, for at least a couple of years, unless the NX is 100% backwards compatible. Right. It's an amazing console. It's just it missed the mark. It came out. It was underpowered, overpriced, and no one wanted that tablet thing because everyone already had an iPad. So it missed the mark in a number of different ways. Yeah. And Nintendo didn't pivot fast enough because yeah. they're super-duper stubborn. Yes. Yeah, and Nicole, you cited the sales figures. They're, like, minuscule almost compared with PlayStation. Yeah, right? so I got these from Polygon, and they didn't say where they got their numbers. I'm I'm assuming they've reported on this before. But, yeah, they said the Wii U has sold 12 million units worldwide, whereas the Wii itself sold more than 100 million units. Now, also keep in mind the Wii was this amazing, phenomenal success that like I don't think anybody in the industry expected it to be. But one of the things I think that Nintendo did wrong with the Wii U was calling it the Wii U. Like, I think most of the people that just yeah. bought the Wii, they're like, this is, I already have a Wii. Why should I buy another Wii? And, <laughs> you know, a lot of those people that bought Wiis are people that aren't super familiar with games. Like they got it to play Wii Fit or 
Wii Sports and, you know, didn't play anything else on it. So they're not going to know the difference between the two because it has the same name. It's just, I think that was a huge mistake. I think everybody in this industry thinks it's a huge mistake. Yeah. I remember being at E3 when they announced that thing and, uh... I was at IGN in the time, and it was just <laughs> slack jawed. Were you in the I, Were you in the war room at that time? Because I hear the legend of the laughter in yes. the war room when that was announced. Yes, I was in the war room. Uh, I was. They would. We would always split up the people that went to the press conferences, and so Nintendo was not mine uh, to go to. And you know, if you're not at a press conference, you're in the war room because you're basically riding 24/7 during E3. Uh, but yes, first it was like like pure silence, like shock, and then it was just hordes and hordes of people laughing. It was, it was, it was amazing. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad almost, but it's like. You know, who whose idea was this? Like, seriously. I don't really like for anybody to get fired for anything, but I certainly hope that the person whose idea this was has suffered some consequences because they basically destroyed Nintendo for a couple years. <laughs> yeah, and... I'm sure that they were put in a nice office in a corner <laughs> to do nothing right. until they retired. Because, I mean, that's how you punish people in Japan. Yes, I mean, you don't yeah. fire people generally. You just trap them in their own room and... They're, they they get to staple papers that are blank <laughs> for a bunch of years and I wouldn't I would be stunned if that didn't happen because it was it was awful as someone who specifically went was at that time going around talking to parents and explaining it there was it was so hard right. to explain to parents that it wasn't an attachment to the thing that you already had. Mm -hmm. They were expecting it to come like a disc. Yeah. And seriously, bro, that's not what it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you really can't is... blame those people for not knowing what it was. Don't blame them at all. Not mad at them. Yeah. Mad at Nintendo. No. And, you know, if you were one of those people who picked up the Wii and had never used anything like that before, which a lot of people were, and then you're handed the Wii U screen, I mean, you're already kind of <laughs> dead in the water. I, yeah, I find it really hard to use. Yeah. What? what? It's wait, like, wait, can we unpack that? What, what do you mean? What's hard to use about a, the second, a tablet controller? The, the second screen, I just, you know, when you're not used to all the different controllers, the second screen thing is just too big of a leap for a lot of people, I think. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. I mean, the, the gamepad itself, is easy to use because of the touch screen, like if it was not attached to the larger screen, um, which I know some games you could just pull them down and play them offline. But like I've been playing Pikmin 3 and I have to do like gesture things on the touch screen while looking at my big screen yeah. to, to throw the Pikmin places. And sometimes it's really kind of hard to aim that. I would much prefer the aiming to be on the sticks like it is mm -hmm. in like most other games. So I think totally get it. Yeah. So I think that I think that's what Linda is meaning is like stuff like that is because developers don't I mean, even Nintendo sometimes doesn't even know how to use that second pad in a way that is productive and, you know, makes the experience better. Yeah, um, I don't right. think they got the hang of that. Most games there isn't one. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, ahead, I agree. I don't think they really got the hang of it until recently that they've actually taken advantage of that screen. I, what was it that we played? Um, well, it's helpful in Twilight Princess for sure with the inventory. Mm -hmm. But I don't think until Mario Maker did I ever think this is finally a good use of that screen. Because otherwise, I think the kids don't even 
think to look down when they're playing it. They just want to hold the big controller. Right, yeah. Yeah, Anna, when we've been playing Mario Kart, she would use the screen a little bit, but then she would get confused. She kept changing the view on the screen from, like, you know, the big old, you know, honk your horn thing to the map thing to the actual, like, race gameplay that you needed to see. But she's three. I can understand being confused about that. The horn is my favorite part. I know, it's her favorite part, too. (laughs) I love the horn. I love the horn. That's my favorite part of uh, the fact that they have one. I don't know why, but man, especially when I'm playing multiplayer, I am like an angry guy in New York City. Just <laughs> murk, murk, murk. <laughs> And I play as Baby Peach typically, so like my my horns are always like. Nice, nice. As long as well, you do it not on the real roads outside, just on nope, your. I don't do that. I don't. Yeah. I'm not allowed to drive generally. Uh, my wife. <laughs> Good. Well, it doesn't stop you from like making noises, like roll down the window and be like, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> you could I mean, do that. You're right. <laughs> you're right. Or, I mean, or I could just breathe out the window. That would probably be equally obnoxious, right, Nicole? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one. So, it's, I mean, it's kind of, um, I don't know, sort of disappointing for me that we just bought it and like already, well, I guess it's a good thing that we bought it because we are not going to be able to buy it. But yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I mean, I'm not a huge Nintendo fan, but I like Nintendo, and I I hate to see consoles fail because it's very much important for us to have all three consoles, in in my opinion, because that keeps competition going. And if we lose yeah. a console, then that is that that's bad for us as gamers. Yeah, that's just my take on it. Yeah, and especially I for agree. families too. This is mm-hmm. such great games for families. Yeah. I, I completely agree. Kelly, so you guys are, y- y- y'all have a Wii U? We do, and I, I kind of have the opposite experience. Oh, of course experience you do. You've been playing Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, when other parents who uh, who don't have a lot of consoles or games in the house and they ask me what to play, I almost always recommend the Wii U. Mm-hmm. If they have a family and they didn't have the Wii before, to them I think it's the easiest one to learn because the UI mm-hmm. is a lot simpler than, say, the Xbox store, which I still can't figure out, or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and it's nothing to like, be ashamed about. Yeah, <laughs> but um, the only problem they ever tell me about is the kids fight over who gets to hold the gamepad. Uh, oh yeah, that's like a hot I could commodity. see that. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> Steven, do your kids do that? Yes, oh, uh, big brother wins generally. Uh but because he outweighs his older brother by about fifty pounds, so <laughs> I mean, that's sometimes size matters right. in regards to that. But I mean. I think, I mean, they do fight about it, but if I'm playing, then I take the gamepad. <laughs> because, I, because what are you going to do? I, that is an issue, though, when it's when it's not brothers. My, like I said, my wife runs a uh, home daycare. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when it's when it's rainy outside, it's uh, they're allowed a small amount of video game time. And deciding who gets to use the gamepad can be a challenge. They've worked it out amongst themselves. As, you know, because you have to. Right. I mean, that thing's expensive, though. I, yeah. I can't imagine how much the, buying another one would have been. I mean, we know that that's a bulk of the cost. Buying another one? Ugh. Yeah. yeah. Do they even sell them separately? I think they do now. It's just a recent oh. thing. Yeah. Because I think I remember Courtney telling me before, like, yeah, the gamepad goes. You got to buy a whole new thing. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Like even for Nintendo, that's that's getting kind of uh, nonsensical. There, it's pretty bad. Yeah. It's pretty bad. I mean, this, the whole thing's a mess. I am an unabashed Nintendo fanboy. I am mm. a slave to their systems. I will own everything they make, 
from now until the end of time. I make no illusions about that. It must to my wife's chagrin. Um, <laughs> and so, and even I can say that as much as I love my Wii U and you bought it, you just bought it recently. It's yeah. not like there's not, you know, a, at least a dozen amazing games for that thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so it'll certainly be worth it. It's just, man. It's, yeah. It's a, it's a mess. I would have really preferred if they had come out and done without the gamepad, just packed it with two Wii U Pro controllers mm. and sold it for like $150 less. Yeah. That thing would have flown off the shelves. Yes, absolutely. Mm. And also if they had managed to get some big original games in there during its cycle like not having a zelda on there i think was just the biggest mistake in the world like honestly yeah yeah i kind of think that I, don't, I wouldn't take a make a bet or anything but i would say the wii u sticks around a little longer just because zelda still hasn't come out this year yeah so you're of the courtney courtney feeling that it'll be released <laughs> on both yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know about both i don't know <laughs> i just think they'll keep the wii u around longer than Maybe most people would expect. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, virtual console is going to continue to do a thing. And I, I assume that the NX will, will have that capability as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's sad. Like, after seeing Anna enjoy it so much, and I'm starting to see games through her eyes a little more, now that she's kind of old enough and coordinated enough to play console games um, at least a little bit, that, I don't know. I'm like, hey, she's enjoying this thing so much. Why didn't we get it sooner? But um, but yeah, so she loves Mario Kart. She she loves Mario Maker, which mm -hmm. is really funny. Uh. Like she doesn't obviously doesn't know how to like design a level, but she enjoys putting a mushroom here and a block there. Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's it's sort of like a baby Minecraft for her. But that's yeah, I, I'm really curious about what everyone's top two or three games are on the Wii, Wii U. Kelly, what do you think? What do you play? What do you go back to besides Twilight Princess right now? Um, Super Mario 3D World, the very first. I uh -huh. First Mario. My daughter, I think that was the first game that really got her into gaming because of mm. the way she and I could play together. And unlike how we were talking about the Lego games where it does the split screen or mm. I tether you, which I really, really dislike, it would just put her in her little bubble and she would just follow right towards me. Right. And uh, so yeah. that removed so much frustration. I don't know if she was three or four. But anytime it would get too hard, she would pop into that little bubble and it would just follow along and then I could get past the hard part. Or yeah. what else? They did so many things to make it easier for the kids where um, mine went blank. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the um, if you failed the level too many times, it would give you the invincibility leaf so that then you could finish the level without worrying about it. And so right. there were so many things that I felt like it did well for kids that she felt like she was actually playing with me and not just watching me play, which is how Skylanders kind of went. Mm -hmm. So I think I'll always like the Wii U for that because it really got her, really got her into gaming. And then she played Pikmin. She played, she's played a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that it's really what got her into console gaming. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, we downloaded Super Mario 3D World. I hadn't, I don't, haven't pulled it out yet because generally I'm not a huge Mario game fan. But you have just made me want to try to play she, it with Anna. She, once she sees the kitty suit, I bet she'll be sold because that's yeah. all it took. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, she just she wants to play games with us in general, like unless unless it scares her, like the Rise of the Tomb Raider title music before you even <laughs> see anything, then then she wants to play with us all the time, you know, like she when we loaded up the Xbox after I had been playing uh Garden Warfare 2, like she saw that. She's like <gasps> 
that's a new Plants vs. Zombies game. Mm-hmm. And that's how she says it, Plants vs. Zombies. So yeah, I mean, she wants to play all the time. That game she can't really play because, you know, you actually have to be somewhat skilled in third-person shooter gameplay to be able to play that. But yeah, so we'll have to check out Super Mario 3D World. It, um, yeah, it was easily the least frustrating for us to play together when she was about four or five. Nice. Very cool. I haven't played Pikmin in front of her. I think she would probably like that too. But It was a little stressful because you know you have to race before the end of the day, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. So it would kind of freak her out a tiny bit. Like she was like, come on, we got to get this <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get this done. But yeah, other, yeah she, really, she really had fun with that one too. Yeah. That's the, th- the thing about Pikmin, which I don't mind so much now, but I remember I really thought that it was a terrible, frustrating design when I played the first one. Was the fact that if you mess up a day, then you're just, you're set back, like, so far. Like, if you attack this monster and you actually don't have as many Pikmin as you need to get it, you, like, lose all your Pikmin. Yes. And then you have to start the next day just trying to grow them. And, like, with Pikmin 3, you're running out of your juice <laughs> for your crew. Yeah. So, yeah. It's nice, though. Um, she likes it's nice. it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's nice, though, because it lets you, it has the option to go back to an earlier day so you can do things over again, which I find very helpful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, how about how about you, Stephen? What are your two or three top Wii U games with kids? Oh, man, that's a tough one. So, well, I mean, the three have to be uh, Mario Kart 8, mm-hmm. Smash, mm-hmm. and um, Splatoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Splatoon yeah. was our game of the year last year, and man, that game, we had put so many hundreds of hours into that game um and it really comes down to the games are fast enough that we can all just pass the controller me my wife and my two boys mm-hmm. it's not that long before you get a turn again mm-hmm. um and it, i mean we we talked about like i wish they had like a new original game on the wii u and i i would argue that splatoon is it oh um it's it is a new that's why i kind of like freaked out when you said that i was like what do you mean um because splatoon is a new pillar of the uh nintendo universe i think yes it's sold super well and man is it fun have you do you guys have it i i have it i have not played it i got interrupted about two minutes into the tutorial and i haven't been able to pick it back up i was honestly a little turned off by the tutorial and the way that it makes you uh aim with the game aim or move your camera with the gamepad i forget which one it was but i'm like oh god please let there be a way for me to change this you can tutorial (laughs) yeah but it's better with it you'll find i found eventually i hated it at first too but then okay. when I got the hang of it, it was much better. Okay. Yeah. The yeah. traditional path is, at least from what I've read, and I think Kelly probably is with it, is like you do it, you hate it, you turn it off, you familiarize yourself with the mechanics of the game, and then once you get comfortable with the game and the maps, then you you turn it on and experiment with it, mm. and it really does make you faster. Oh, okay. Um, at being able to, like, because you can whip around a lot faster and, like, you're just going to get creamed by people that do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you'll get there. Yeah. I mean, my wife can do it. And if she can, I'm sure you can. <laughs> I'm sure I can too, Stephen. Are you questioning my ability? No. <laughs> you you were questioning me. Come on. Are we going to pick this to fight over? Stephen, did you you're did you guys me. beat the uh, story mode? You know what? I um, <laughs> This is going to be sound weird. I've never even looked at it. <laughs> I play multiplayer only, and that's really weird for me. And when I first bought the game, I was like, oh, man, this is cool. We're going to play this story content. I jumped right into a multiplayer match because that's what I wanted to try. And I don't I, I don't even – I'm not even certain I know where to go. 
<laughs> like I'm sure there's like a menu option somewhere. I've never gone into it. I, I would recommend trying it. I, I was the same way for a long time and then I wanted to unlock some of the um is it the weapons that you can unlock through the thing? And uh the reason I liked it so much was the final boss. It took me three days of trying over and over and over again to finally wow. beat it. And I was like, This is Nintendo I remember when I was a kid, where it takes you uh, days right. to beat that last boss. Yes. So it was it was probably the most challenging thing I've played in a long time. So I, if you haven't tried it, you might want to give it another, another shot. All right. So, yeah. so, well, you mean give it a first? Our first shot. I will, <laughs> I, will, I will. That is my homework. I will uh, try and work on that. <laughs> it just it opens up a whole different. I felt like it made me appreciate the whole game a little more. I mean, if it can make me appreciate the game even more, I'm. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I can't. I'm. I, that's just that's high praise. I don't know. I mean, I'm excited now. Um, you know, I I heard that it was kind of it that, that it was cool, and I just. I never needed that experience because every time I wanted to go in, I just wanted to run around and just shoot dudes, yeah. but not shoot dudes, you know? And then outside of Splatoon, I mean, Mario Kart 8 is the, in my opinion, the best Mario Kart they've ever made. Mm. It's gorgeous. It's super fun. There's a horn on the gamepad. <laughs> um, yes. And Smash is, admittedly, I think it's colored by the fact that now I get to, um, like, fight Mario with Ryu for because reasons and he you know so I, I that just is amazing and the create your own levels and you know all the stuff i just dig it those are my three honorable mention is shovel knight although that's on everything mm-hmm. oh, but shovel yeah. knight like is my jam kelly have you ever played shovel knight um i haven't i want to say i saw it on a different platform when my husband played it but i can't remember what he played it on you probably on anything yeah it was on, there was on everything yeah I, that's I why i can't remember <laughs> Yeah, there's a toaster, I think, with Shovel Knight. <laughs> uh, I haven't played it. No, not, yeah, see, the, here what? we go. Here we go. Now we found something to fight about. Yeah. That, that's your homework. I'll talk to Yacht Club or something, see if they'll get me a code for you. My gosh, that thing game is so good. <laughs> yeah, Nicole, uh, you got to work on your gamer cred now, I guess. I guess. No, no, oh, my gosh. not about gamer cred. <laughs> no, no, no. You got to be careful. I know, I mean, there, there's, there are people who listen to this podcast that will come find me. I would never, <laughs> ever disparage Nicole's gamer cred. Yeah. I just think she needs to play Shovel Knight. She will enjoy herself. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I know. I'm if looking you're looking out for her enjoyment. If you're going out for gamer cred, I'll be like, look, I beat God of War 3 on hard. Like, oh, That wow. is like... Crazy hard. So yeah, we're doing that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I play game. So to to make I play games on easy because I'm bad at them. No. <laughs> well, yeah, I have started to too because I just don't have the time to you know sit there for twenty minutes or thirty minutes just trying to try the same thing over and over again and not get anywhere. Like when I played God of War three, I did not have a child, and my husband and I were good at sharing consoles because we could play during the day. So. If he slept in on Saturday, I could get up and I have control of the console for the entire day. And then he would take over when I went to sleep at night. It was perfect. It was perfect until we had a child. <laughs> Those days are gone forever, Nicole. I know they're gone or forever. Maybe when you're in your 60s like me, you can go back and, you know, <laughs> play God of War 12 or whatever it is. I think what we're going to have to do probably is get multiple consoles and multiple TVs so that we each can have our own and that Anna can have her own as well. I think that's the only way we're going to keep everybody happy. Yeah. Have fun with that. <laughs> right. yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. So Wii U, sad. Although, you know what? NX, I, I, I'm, I'm cautiously excited for the NX, especially since, this, since the Wii U was such a mess. And I, I wasn't crazy about the Wii either. Like, you know, Nintendo came out and they said, we're not 
competing with Sony or Microsoft is totally different. We're not competing anymore. It's lesser wore off for me really, really quickly because I hated playing regular games with that stupid motion controller. I'm like, give me a real controller. That's all I want. I don't want to have to waggle my wrist around or, you know, do all that kind of stuff. It was annoying. But anyhow. I actually enjoyed swinging the sword in um, Skyward Sword with, oh, the, yeah. with the motion controller. I thought that was really fun. The flying part, not so much, but the, the <laughs> sword was fun. I, I think that they had the sword swinging in, in Twilight Princess the time that I tried to play it as well, and I was not a fan. Yeah. So, yes. Well, they, they were fundamentally different, though, because right. Twilight Princess, it was just mapping buttons to wiggling the controller. Right. Skyward Sword had Wii Motion Plus, so it was one-to-one or at least close. Yeah, that was yeah. fun. So let's, let's move on to NX. Uh, Steven, I know you have some definite thoughts and feelings about this. Do you have thoughts and feelings about what exactly it will be? Yes. Okay. Let's hear those um, then. So I'd like to know. Well, yeah, no one knows. No one knows. Although, okay. I don't know if you guys saw flying around Twitter today, um, there was supposedly leaked images of what the controller's going to look like, oh. um, which was basically like an oval-shaped p- picture, an iPhone 6 Plus, like stretched out into an oval, almost like uh, it looked like one of those... Uh, it looked like a bumper sticker almost, but and then it had two analog sticks, and the rest of it was straight up a black touch screen. Oh, um, I think I just is that um, one of the ones that was like photoshopped, like behind a window in the rain? Kind no, but kinda kind you know, of. Um, Brianna Wu actually shared a picture of it, All so right. like I'm uh, sure you, you're you follow her on yes. Twitter, so like just I think she posted a picture of it around like one o'clock. It was some she retweeted somebody else, but right. the picture's on her timeline. She tweets a lot though, so well you know that. Um, yeah. So it might have gotten buried a little bit. Right. She went in and actually gave some really good explanations as to why she actually thought it was a good idea, and the big one is that the core audience is not Nintendo's thing, and they're basically if they make a controller that's basically like an iPhone, who cares? Yeah, they'll sell a Wii, they'll sell an NX Pro controller for us nerds, right? Um, and I agree with it. So you know, take a look if you want. to Yeah, so, but I, yeah, I think it was anyway. debunked already, though. Oh, uh, was it? Uh, I mean, so, I, Nintendo Life. I think I think Nintendo Life already said it was according to their source, quote unquote. It's it's not real. I don't. Nintendo Life is. Nintendo life. Yeah. (laughs) I hope it's true because it looks rad. I want it. My, the, the, the word on the street, as it were, at least I agree with all the signs and this is coming from your old stomping grounds. Um, the, uh, is that Nicole? Is yeah. that it's going to be some kind of a console that is a handheld and uh, that you're going to be able to like dock it in and mm. use it as a home console? And the biggest reason I think that that's going to happen is that Nintendo kind of ha- their their blue ocean theory, the idea of not competing with Microsoft and Sony, mm-hmm. obviously didn't work terribly well. Yeah. Um, without a, a strong handheld game console. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously not carrying it right now, you because know, the 3DS is just not carrying the Wii U. So, and one of the reasons for that is they only have so many first-party teams, and they're not getting third-party support, and they probably never will. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're already behind the eight ball on that. People have already bought their Xbox or their PS4 to play Destiny and The Division and Call of Duty. So. Mm-hmm. They're going to be on their own again. So the idea is by combining their handheld and their console together, they can then just have all their teams make games for one system, even though it might serve two purposes. So I think that that is, to me, what makes the most sense. Yeah. Um, Can they do that cheaply enough? 
and have it still compete with, you know, the graphical power. I mean, if they can get the graphic power up where it is for the PS4 and the Xbox One, then they'll probably maybe get some third-party support too, but I don't know if they can do that cheaply enough. I I, I, I don't know. <laughs> that's where my that's where it wavers, is the idea that they also can't come out right now and be like, this is a $600 machine. Because, right. I mean, that's the Oculus Rift is a $600 piece of equipment. So, yeah. like, they they can't come out that way. They have to come out cheaper. And I don't know how you do that if you're selling two products at once. Yeah. What do you hmm. do? You think Nintendo's going to jump on the VR train too? No. Okay. I think they're going all in <laughs> on it's mobile. Not right now. But I would, I would think they're going more all in on mobile than VR. Oh, their apps yes. and Mitomo and all that stuff. Hundred percent. Yeah. On Kelly's side. Yeah. Is Mitomo out yet? In Japan. In Japan. It's it's out in Japan. Okay. Because I'm like I, I registered or pre-registered or whatever the terminology they used. For that, but it's supposed I, to be out here by the end of the month. All right, cool. Yeah, I'd heard it was. Someone said it was released. I think it was Polygon, but they didn't specify that it was Japan only. So I'm like, in my iPhone, looking in the App Store, it's like no results. I'm like, what the? How could it not have no results <laughs> if it's released? That, yes, that thing is going to hit the top of the App Store charts. Yes, and will remain there. I would bet throughout the summer. Yes, I think you're so right. You will. Th- there will be no trouble finding it. Right. Um, and. W- You'll be my friend on Mitomo, right, Nicole? Yeah. Even though we fight all the... All right, good. I just well, want to make sure. you know what? We should be you know. friends on the other consoles, too. I have a gamer tag. You have a gamer tag. <laughs> my gamer tag. You know <laughs> I'll, I'll say it. I don't care. When I was at IGN, I used to accept everybody as friends just because they all liked girl fight. My gamer tag has been and always will be Nikki Tanner. Nikki with two Ks. Dead Tanner how you would expect it to be spelled so yeah um well i will i will I, you know what i have so few friends on my xbox i didn't i haven't really done a lot of the social stuff on it i will send you a xbox request okay for those interested in in f- friending me on the xbox it's at ef gaming at ef gaming because they won't let me put an at symbol on there so i cheat ha ha <laughs> that's that's so original you, steven so original i'm I'm not original. <laughs> I, I own a video game website. By definition, I am not original. That's okay. There's 50, how many of those are there? 150 million? Who knows? Um, yeah. But yours is a good one. Well, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> okay, yeah. so does anyone else? Kelly, do you have any thoughts about what the NX might be? I don't. I have no idea what they're, <laughs> where they're going to go. Because you never know where Nintendo's going to go. That's true. That's true. The Wii shocked everybody. The Wii U shocked yeah. everybody in a bad way. And, uh, and a company that makes Tomodachi life, you just can never expect what they're going to do next. That game was so good. <laughs> My daughter plays so it every good. day still. <laughs> I get- um, I got hit with a Facebook memory the other day. Um, my youngest son really latched on to that game. He made, my for my wife and I's anniversary last year he made us a uh, a song huh. that was me and my wife singing a love song to each other <laughs> with Reggie Fisame and Shaq as our backup dancers <laughs> wow um, that's amazing because we went in and we grabbed Reggie Fisame and Shaquille O'Neal tweeted out uh, the the QR code to get him added in there yeah so we added like all these random celebrities and so and Evan my son bought we bought him Shaquille O'Neal sneakers and he knew Sha- Shaq as the guy from uh, Tomodachi Life. <laughs> he did not realize that he was a basketball player. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's funny. That's so I love awesome. that game so much. It's so dumb. It's so <laughs> crazy. You never know what's going to happen in this. Yeah. That's kind of like how I feel about Mitomo. I just, I 
you know, I know what it's supposed to do, but I do not know what to expect based on what it does. So yeah. So any final thoughts on Nintendo on Wii U? I'm super excited for the NX and I'm buying it day one and it really doesn't matter if it's a refrigerator or not. <laughs> if, it, if they put Nintendo on it, I'm buying That's it. That's how so, we are. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't, not, I know it's going to play a Mario game. It's probably going to have another Splatoon on it, maybe another Smash. That's it. You know, I'm excited for the, the I think the biggest improvement that's going to come out of all of it really doesn't even have anything to do with what the hardware does. And I think, you know, I'd, I'd be interested to hear Kelly's thoughts on this is, and both of yours too, obviously, but she and I have been riffing on the Nintendo stuff today. Um, so we're like Nintendo siblings. <laughs> um, is the, the, the unified account system between all the various um, Nintendo products. Mm. Uh, the possibility of being able to finally buy a virtual console game for the last time oh. is like really attractive to me because I mean I want Super Metroid but I don't want to buy Super Metroid on my Wii U mm. and on my 3DS and then on my 2DS and then on I, I just don't I've, I don't I've bought Link to the Past six times mm -hmm. right I don't want to do it again and you know what I'll buy it one more time if it means that I never have to buy it again mm. you know that's a good um, point. So I, I, I think that unified account system will be – it will be huge. I, I still remember the first time I bought a DS for myself and then another one for my oldest son, a 3DS. The day I realized that they were different accounts and I couldn't just download yeah. stuff on both of them, I was like, uh <laughs> – yeah. <laughs> it was painful. It was yes. literally painful. What do you think about that, Kelly? I mean, you it sounded like you were making some noise, like maybe I was making sense. Yeah, no, we're ha once. I've had a problem where the DS that we have, I guess when we bought it, we put it on my husband's account, so now everything that I have is on his account, and I can't move it over to my account, and so I always have to play with him. Yeah, it's just, it's been a mess. So any way to fix that would be much appreciated. Huge fan, yeah. And I can't wait for the new, I mean, the, the like... The, the My Nintendo Rewards stuff, they always have some kooky stuff. Yeah. But from what it sounds like in Japan right now, I mean, they have some games that are going to be, uh, that are available on, like, the Japanese 3DS eShop that are games that have never been available before. And if they could kind of keep that up, and, you know, all the quirky old, I mean, I was a huge Club Nintendo guy back in the day, so the weird, cool, like, the t-shirts and the... Mm the lamps and the action figures. There was some cool stuff. <laughs> there was. I got a DS case, an Animal Crossing DS case from Club Nintendo. It was awesome. Aww. We got a set of Smash Brothers posters that we hung up in the game room. Yeah. Cool. Great. Yeah. I, keeping accounts over multiple platforms just seems like a no-brainer to me. And I know Microsoft is going in that direction by combining Windows 10 with Xbox One. They're not quite there yet, but it's obvious that that is where they're going. So it's, um, it's already better, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. On Xbox and Windows. Yep. I just got my PS4, so I'm not sure what they've got going on. Uh, Steven, That's do really you, good is, there. is it a shared account between PS Vita and PS4? It is? Okay. Yeah. In fact, they're just about recently, this month for the PlayStation Plus lineup, this month is the first month where most of the games were not crossed by. So there are tons of games, especially indies, where, <clears throat> excuse me, if you buy it on one system, you actually get it across both. Cloud saves, mm -hmm. you know, it's 
you're playing guacamelee and you're playing it at home and then you got to go for a drive so you throw your save up in the cloud you take out your vita you sit down in the car and you can play it there uh-huh. it's super cool and there are some games that are actually on all three ps3 ps4 and vita mm-hmm. uh, and you own you buy it once you get all three sony is was kind of the pioneer in mm-hmm. that i think it's amazing yeah it just seems like a complete no-brainer to me so <laughs> yeah well this is Nintendo we're talking about here. Uh, <laughs> they uh, released a tablet controller about two years after everyone on Earth owned a tablet. Or yeah. This right. is Nintendo. Yes. And they called it the Wii U. Yes. Because Japan. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, okay. So, um, so, yeah. Steven, you still think NX is this year? I'm not going to take a stance, but let me tell you, if it doesn't come out this year, I am going to give you a hard time next year. I'm just saying. Wow. Wow. I'm just prepping Nicole's you for gonna, it. Nicole's <laughs> going to give me a hard time about something. I just... <laughs> I, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I, how about this? I will... I don't know. We'll, we'll come up with something over the summer. Okay. Uh, over the summer doldrums. I will do something super-duper embarrassing video game related on camera. <laughs> Um, and I'll like I'll stream myself playing some really terrible game that I will let you choose. Oh, wow. okay. Um, and well, I, no, no. How about this? No, this is this is this is uh, this is what I got. I do an extra life okay. every year. Okay. I will if the NX does not is not announced to come out this year. Obviously, this is in November when they generally do that. Right. I will stream for twenty four hours playing. The game that you choose. Oh, Uh-oh. that's giving me a I lot would, of power. <laughs> I would prefer that you confer with Simone, being that I also I also made a bet with her. Right. Not sending her $20. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll put $20 in the Polygon Extra Life Fund. I, I will play for 24 hours playing whatever game you so choose. That's how comfortable I am. Okay. That's how comfortable I we am. Can... I, do have to own, I do have to own or have access to said game, but I think that's not a problem. Okay. We'll figure right. that part out. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I almost want to um, bet against you now, even though I want the NX to come out. I just want to see this extra life marathon going on. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to stream the whole day anyway. So okay. this last year I did Snoopy's Grand Adventure. So it was like, you know, it wasn't all that, you know, it was pretty terrible. <laughs> but wasn't, I, I heard that that game was actually not bad. It wasn't bad. You know, 24 hours of it <laughs> was a little much. It was a little much. It was a little, that's a lot of peanuts. Yeah. A lot of peanuts. Yeah. No, when we did it at IGN, we were allowed to kind of jump around. Well, we weren't streaming everybody's games. Like, the video team was there doing stuff off and on, but we jumped around on games. I was playing uh, Metroid, whichever Metroid it was. I don't remember the name of it. The one where everybody thought Samus was ruined because she had emotions. Metroid Other M? Yes, it was that one that I played for a little while. To, to be fair, that game's problem wasn't the fact that that Samus had emotions, is that it was terrible. Right. Like, <laughs> the game, like, the story wasn't the problem. I mean, whatever. I mean, she she did her thing. I mean, it probably wasn't the most elegant story ever, but it was just bad. Yeah. No? Yeah, so I didn't play that game for very very long, because I'm, I'm yeah. not even a Metroid fan at all, So, but I'm like, oh. hey, I got to, you know, people were writing in to us on the Girl Fight podcast because we were women, like... What do you think of this? Does it make her a better like woman character or less woman character? So people kept asking us about this, so I felt like I had to play it a little bit. But then also like we just jump over, play like some Dragon Age or there was something else silly that I was playing, I forget. And then like I spent like the entire morning after it got to be about four AM uh playing iPad, which 
playing iPet with people who are completely tired is actually a very, very funny experience. I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. Um, we'll have to tell more Extra Life stories as we get close to Extra Life time right. in November of this year. Yeah, I haven't done it for the past few years. I should probably try to do it this year. I've been, I've been using my mom excuse. No, 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 mom, I can't do it. I can't do it. But now I'm getting to the point where I probably could do it because I could have Anna come play with me for part of it. So You bet. EFG does it every year. You guys are welcome to come on and, and hang out with me digitally while I uh, get super exhausted. <laughs> for the children. Right. <laughs> okay, well, I think that's, that's good for our new section. Let's move into what we're playing. Steven, do you want to start us off this week? Yeah, I've been playing Pokemon Tournament, and it's an amazing. Well, I think you, you basically said it was amazing before you got it, right? Yeah, pretty much. And uh, it's confirmed. So I really haven't gotten I, I, I'm I'm still in like that new relationship bliss kind of moment with it because I I I have put in, I think, about three hours. Mm-hmm. Um, it came out Friday. I had a LARP event this past weekend, which me and I didn't get home until about six o'clock on Sunday and I work a day job. So I've only been able to put in, you know, three, maybe four hours. But I got to give a I got to give Machamp a Stone Cold Stunner as Pikachu in a Lucha Libre mask, mm. and my life is pretty much complete now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I fought my seven-year-old while he was using like a, a walking, like flying chandelier. <laughs> okay. um, so it's just—I mean, it's a—it's a, it's a straight-up Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. Um, it. The difference is they frame it. It's a new region, which I didn't even realize. So, like, from a story perspective, it's like a new region where instead of having, like, these turn-based strategic battles, they kind of sync up with their Pokemon and do fighting moves together. It's almost kind of like Pacific Rim. Mm. Oh, yeah. As weird as that is. Um, like you know, mechs. Like, is your Pokemon Drift compatible? Um, not quite like mechs, but, like, they. one of the things that you'll do is you sync up eventually and you can give them superpowers. Oh, okay. the, uh, the thing I like most about the game is that it actually, you know, it seamlessly transitions between two different phases, right? There's, like, the field phase, which is very much like Power Stone or, like, the new Marvel... Disney Infinity 3.0, like the Battlegrounds, mm-hmm. where it's really about ranged attacks and everybody has them and it's more about dodging and positioning. And then you close in and transition to a dual phase, which is basically Street Fighter or Tekken. Mm. Maybe, uh, obviously, a little bit more Tekken because there's a little bit of 3D. But the, and your movesets are, you know, slightly different, um, at least in their effects, depending on what phase you're in. And it's really all about kind of maneuvering and, you know, it's very, it's much more strategic than I expected it to be. I thought I was just going to hit buttons and do stupid stuff. It's, it's, I mean, it's super pretty. The Pokemon are awesome. The sound design is great. I, I see this one as having legs. It's it's at, it's actually going to be on the main stage at Evo this year, so we're gonna mm. we're really not even that far away from seeing some real pros put some time in and um, show it off on the big stage on uh, all weekend. So yeah. I'm really excited for that huge professional fi- uh, professional fighting game fan. So mm. seeing Pokin and seeing exactly how wrong I'm playing this game after four months is going to be great. <laughs> nice, Stephen. Uh, are you still following Heroes of the Dorm? I am, in fact. Um, we went through the first round, and it is—it's entertaining. Um, UConn is—they uh, won, so that's 
Good. That, I mean, that's really all I've been following because I'm from the United. Uh, from uh, I'm from Connecticut, so it's I was away, so I did not get to watch any of the games. However, I am home this coming weekend, so I expect to watch way more Heroes of the Dorm than uh, I think my wife is comfortable with. <laughs> but you know, that's uh, part of being married, making my wife mad, right? I mean, <laughs> Maybe that. I think I missed that in the instruction manual somewhere. I don't think I'm actually supposed to do that, but eh, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. You just skimmed the instruction manual. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. Like one does. Right. I know. Uh, all right, Linda, how about you? Uh, I haven't done a whole lot of playing this year. We or This week we played the family tabletop game, which is based on Fate, which is really fun. And we ended up stealing a duck from Seattle and sinking it into Lake Washington. So that was pretty fun. <laughs> it probably made no sense did, did at all. Did you say a no, duck? No, it didn't. A duck. Or a duck. <laughs> a duck. Well, okay. Yeah, you need to explain this. A duck is sightseeing vehicle hereabouts. Do you, oh, do you guys right, the duck. Okay, they have those okay. in duck. Got it. Yeah. yeah, we stole I was like, a duck. You That's stole awesome. You sunk it in a lake. And we sunk it in the lake. Yep. May I ask why <laughs> you... I understand why in a tabletop role-playing game one would steal a duck. Now, may I ask why you decided to sink it in a lake as opposed to keeping it as your own personal vehicle? There was a palace under the water, so we had to get down Done. there and do mm. stuff. You know, so anyway, it was it was a lot of fun. I, I never felt like I've nerded out like this before in my life. <laughs> it's pretty... That it's makes pretty, perfect sense. Yeah. Using a, using, stealing a duck... Stealing it, sinking it in a lake, yep. trying to get to an under uh, to an underwater palace. That, like literally, she said that, and I accept it as truth. Because you're a, any problems. You've played D and D before, I guess, right? Uh yeah. Well, I'm a giant nerd. All right, excellent. Um, and I and I just had a LARP weekend where I literally did that live. I dressed up like an elf and ran around like you know that kind of thing. Oh man! So can you send pictures of that? I would love to see that. Um. <laughs> He's thinking. Yeah, there's pictures. Are we friends on Facebook? Because there's tons of pictures of me. Nicole can see them. Oh, oh, no. okay. Yeah, I haven't even thought to try to do that. Thanks, Steven. You yeah. should Facebook stalk me. I don't, you know what? I don't hide it. You should just friend me on Facebook and then um, I'll do I, that. You can just look through all my past pictures. Yeah, I, I so I am the, I don't want to say I'm the king of the dorks because there's plenty <laughs> of room in the dork forest for more than one of me. But yeah, I've definitely played D&D and, you know, the tabletop role-playing games and I do it live and I've played the same character for 11 years now. So wow, that's I, great. I, I've, I've gone on some stupid adventures, so I get yeah. it. Yeah. Did, did you yeah. play uh sunset overdrive, Steven? I have not. Oh, because I'm only, I'm only allowed to play. So, and I know there's LARPers in it. Yes. I've only been, I'm only, I only have so much time for grown up games each oh, year. I get it. I get Being it. that, I have to, you know, I'm the only video game writer for my site, so I have a lot of writing to do. And Sunset Overdrive didn't quite make the cut. Yeah. But I want to play it so desperately. Yeah, it's just... it's great. It should make your grown-up game cut. I love that game so much. The sense of humor in it is unlike anything I have encountered before. Like, it's, like I was literally, on many, many occasions, laughing out loud. Like, not just like... You know, putting in the the little lull just to know people thought I, like, thought it was funny, but no, no, I was laughing hysterically at parts of this game. It is just so awesome, so I highly recommend it. I'm boring this week because I honestly only played Hearthstone. My I was like, oh, it should be nice if my husband comes back into town so that he can help me take care of our daughter. But now I don't have time to play games as much either. 
because I have to share the TV and the consoles with him. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, just Hearthstone. I am really close to unlocking my Golden Druid, and I got to the Golden Druid a lot faster than I did any of the other heroes. And I don't know if that means I'm just getting better at it or what. Well, I, I guess I did take some deck recommendations from other things I had found online, but like, by the time I, I had, I, I made a, a beast deck, like exactly like what they said it would be. I was missing like one card because I didn't have the legendary or whatever. But I've gone through and I've like threw out a card there and threw out a card there and changed them up and everything. So it's really kind of a more custom deck to me because there were some cards in there that just didn't make any sense. And that's probably because I'm not a pro, but they didn't make any sense to me. So, um, so yeah, so I'm all the way up to like 485, 86 wins. Uh, with that character, wow. and when you get when you get to five hundred is when you get the golden character. So I'm almost done with that one, which means I gotta get started on a new one. And I would so totally do Secret Paladin, but I do not have the character that is the the, the pinnacle of that deck. Although I may try to go craft him, I will just have to see. But I I almost kind of feel bad doing that character because it's just uh probably where Anna learned the term this is bs was from me playing against a secret paladin or possibly my husband playing against a secret paladin so <laughs> so yeah so hearthstone's all that i had uh kelly how about you uh i have the season pass for star wars battlefront and yesterday they did the early release of the new expansion so i started playing that cool oh, wow. so they released um jabba's palace and uh, another planet called sora sub which is not shown in the movies, but referenced a few times. So they mm-hmm. new maps, gameplay changes, some new game modes, stuff like that. So I've been having fun playing through those. Yeah. So did the the whatever it was called with Jabba Hut, the Hut's contracts or whatever, is that in that or is that not come yet? No, that's in that too. It's the way you unlock equipment now. Is instead of just buying it with credits, you go through the contract, and it could be like use this item twenty times and use this gun to kill people fifteen mm. times, and that's how you fulfill the. Contract. Oh, okay. And the best part is when you do it, you get the little Jabba laugh, the little ho, ho, ho. <laughs> which makes me <laughs> That's like, okay, pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Just really. Yeah, but, yeah, that is really, really cool. Yeah. I, like when they announced that they were going to have Jabba's palace, I'm like, you can't not have Jabba. Well, he's actually you can't not have in the him. palace without Jabba. He's like, not in the on. palace. So what they yeah. did, which it obviously does not take place in any sort of continuity, is you're in the palace after Return of the Jedi. So it's empty. Okay. Yeah. So the palace oh. itself is empty. There's no no guards, no NPCs. You're just running around the an empty map, which is a little disappointing. You only see Jabba on the on the contracts page. Oh, yeah. It would have yeah. been funny if they at least left in um, what's his name? I want to. I'm going to say this is probably wrong. Silas Crumb. Salacious Crumb. Salacious Crumb. Yes. <laughs> because you know he he didn't get killed in the movie. He kind of just jumped up to the ceiling and hung out there. So it would have been awesome if he's just like running around in there, like just you know not affecting gameplay or anything. Just just there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know why they left it so empty. It's too bad. But yeah. But they did say the next one will be Bespin, which I'm hoping means you get to be Lando on Cloud City because that I think oh, that nice. would be really fun. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish that Jabba was a hero class, even if it just was you spawn as him sitting there on his throne, just you know pulling levers and setting off traps and stuff or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been that that could have been. I mean, obviously that's stupid, but it would I would have enjoyed it once. Yeah, they <laughs> you know what? Greedo, which I didn't think was that fun of a pick, but yeah, you know what? I think possibly Jabba may be one of the. Uh, 
the heroes in the collectible card game that they're releasing because they've got plenty of people to use for heroes there. Mm. We could probably uh, uh, petition for that. <laughs> or, you know, uh, gamers have petitioned for stupider stuff before. So, um, so yeah. Okay. Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Thanks so much for listening. If you have questions, comments, or feedback, you can send those to hello at pixelkin.org. Linda and I come from Pixelkin. We are a site for gamers who have kids. We try to write about lots of cool things with, you know, hardcore games, but also things about education and that sort of thing. So uh, you can find us on Twitter at pixelkin underscore org and at gaming with moms. We're also on Facebook, simply pixelkin. And then the site is pixelkin.org. Then Steven is founder and editor at engagefamilygaming.com, which is another great family gaming site. You can find him on Twitter at EFGaming, and he has a cool community group on Facebook that is lots of fun to be in. And then finally, our Kelly is an editor at Geek Mom, and her Twitter is at Kelly underscore Knox. And the podcast as a whole, you can find us on Blog Talk Radio. That is our network, and you can follow us on there so you know when a new episode has been posted. So thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back with you next week. Bye.